<laughs> Here we go. Podcasting time. Jenna Burton is in the house. We're in a Zoom room. We're going to be talking about medical stuff. Yeah, that's it. We're doing the dance. In the house. In the house. <laughs> it's, it's Doc Talk if you're wondering what you've tuned into. We're going to be talking thyroid today. And the reason, I don't I don't know, did we plan to talk thyroid? Or I know we were sitting down yesterday virtually and you're going, what did we say we were going to talk about? It's been a while. And I, I, I couldn't remember, but I, I knew the word thyroid came up somewhere. You know why we talked about thyroid, and I thought this was really funny. But and I, I, I thought should I tell you or not? I had sent a message to you about how my dog was being tested for an underactive thyroid. There we go. <laughs> so we'd never agreed to talk about thyroid, but you remembered the I thyroid conversation about the dog, and then I was like, you know what? Let's talk about thyroid. Let's just oh, do it anyway. Man. It's it's funny because I remember a while back talking with some friends, and they were having weight issues and stuff like that and they went to the doctor and the doctor said look you know i just think it's whatever 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 why don't but you know we can we can test thyroid and they they were really the doctor was really hoping for them that it was a thyroid issue because then they would have something to deal with as opposed to it's just diet or it's just this or it's just that turned out it wasn't thyroid and they said, you know, I'm sorry, it's, it's, that's not it. Yeah, you know, I would say when I am ordering blood tests, I add thyro- um, thyroid uh, tests on a regular, very regular basis. So it's usually thyroid stimulating hormone, TSH. That's the typical test to test your thyroid. And again, people are always a little bit hopeful, especially if they're suffering with weight gain, a bit of constipation and some dry skin. They're really hopeful that it's going to come back as underactive. And then they believe they're going to get this thyroxine medication, which is radically going to help them lose weight. I can't even tell you how many people on the sly have said, can you just offer me a prescription of thyroxine? Not appreciating yeah, yeah, yeah. the consequences to, to taking thyroxine when it's not clinically indicated. But yeah, everyone has this idea that thyrox is going to be this magic drug for weight loss. So, so what's the deal with thyroid? Because people do have issues with thyroid, and, and I, I was really surprised because I started looking at some of the research, and there's there's a different age areas where you can have different thyroid issues. And honestly, I don't think people get what the whole thyroid condition is. So I thought, well, let's 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 have that chat, especially since your dog's got thyroid issues. <laughs> no, she she hasn't. She oh, was tested. I'm glad to tell you, she she does not have thyroid issues. Uh, and I also, for the record, know absolutely nothing about thyroid issues in dogs. Uh, you're you're not a veterinarian. You're not. Now, did you ever think about? You, I know the, that you're. Have you ever thought about being a veterinarian? Did, did that ever cross your mind? Apparently, when I was a child, I always said I was going to be a vet, yeah. and then I think I just forgot about it, and then. I thought I don't really want to get covered in, in animal hair all day. Well, Not realizing I just get covered in human feces all day. <laughs> so, you, know, you don't realize actually you just get equally as dirty. It's just different types of stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, um, thank, thank so, you. so going back to that, that's a nice visual. human thyroids. <laughs> so human thyroids. So first of all, your thyroid glands sits in your neck and like right- areas in your Right here, like right. And so, if you're if you're listening, I'm I've literally got my my fingers on the side of my neck. I've got my Adam's apple, and okay, you're you're fine in here. It's like a wing. It's like a wing. Oh, it's it a wing. Okay, and it's like a wing. Yeah, and um, so actually, if somebody has an enlarged neck, 
and they feel or they can feel lumps and bumps in their neck the first thing you'd be thinking is is have they got an overactive thyroid which can um, make it a bit larger and multinodular thyroid which can be overactive or have they actually got thyroid cancer so that you, you know that if you if you are feeling an enlarged neck etc that you are thinking thyroid it can be other things but that's the, the first thing you think about so first of all your th- thyroid sits in your neck parts of your brain tell the other part of the brain so the hypothalamus tells your pituitary gland release some thyroid stimulating hormone your pituitary gland in your brain which is actually it's not here it's deep inside tells your thyroid gland to release two hormones called t3 and t4 and they that is your thyroid producing thyroid hormone and the thyroid hormone effectively tells your metabolism what to do so ah. how uh, so it, it can be how fast to beat your heart how hungry you are how to digest everything it basically is responsible for the energy system not not solely because you've also got cortisol and other things at play but it is a huge part of your metabolism and how quickly everything should happen in the body so it's kind of like gosh it's almost like turning on the ignition on a yeah. daily basis and it's it, it is very common, especially for women, especially kind of like middle-aged women, to get an underactive thyroid. Pregnancy and pregnancy hormones are involved in making you underactive and overactive as well. It's quite common that a pregnant woman becomes underactive. Um, they, can, they can often get an underactive thyroid. And there's a few hormones at stake as well. So when you have a lot of T3 and T4, which are your thyroid hormone, that tells the brain, stop releasing so much thyroid-stimulating hormone. I've got enough and and so it it's like a balanced system effectively so what we commonly do is we look at thyroid stimulating hormone and if that is too high it suggests that it's really having to work to get the thyroid gland to release t3 and t4 and if it's quite low it suggests that actually there's maybe a surplus of t3 and t4 and uh, and we don't need any more and maybe there's too much of it and you could be hyperthyroid so um so yeah that that's a bit of a, an an overview if you are underactive you tend to have quite a lot of fatigue dry skin you might have nails that kind of lifting up at the ends or around the edges um you can actually lose the outer third of your eyebrow randomly i don't know why that really? is but you can that's yeah okay i'm just checking yeah no i'm all there all right yeah um you know you know people right now are doing all that they're ch- they're checking their nails they're they're looking at it they're looking for a mirror but the think about it how many women can tell you that they maybe have put on a bit of weight they're quite tired maybe their hands are dry they have a bit of constipation but almost everybody you know so how much how much oats did you eat for breakfast i I eat i eat a a little extra cup of oats in my breakfast yogurt and there you go i'm gonna have constipation for the rest of the week you know what i mean it's like crazy (laughs) so yeah a lot lot of people are hopeful that thyroxin would would help them okay hold on i've got a question I've got you, yeah. you've mentioned as we were talking about this, you did mention women are men as equally affected by thyroid issues as women or is it more women than men? It tends to be more women. Sorry, ah. James. Did I get into lecture mode? Was I, was I, getting, <laughs> no, no, was it was I, good. I, no, no, it was there. excellent. I was on a, on a roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was excellent. And, the, and no, no, it's fantastic because you're, you're so much information there, but I just wanted to, to clarify that is it's most, it's more predominant with women than men. You, I don't know whether this is actually something that you find, but my experience is that you tend to see more men with hyperthyroid issues okay. and more women with um, sort of, often it's an autoimmune, it's called Hashimoto's thyroidism, and it's when the auto 
basically your white blood cells, so your infection-fighting cells, fight the thyroid gland, so it makes it more difficult to release the T3 and T4, the thyroid hormone. And you tend to see that more so in women. And then, as I say from experience, but I'm not actually sure whether this is uh, this is true from a population perspective, I tend to see more men with hyperthyroidism yeah. than hypo. But that doesn't mean, remember, this is, we're talking about what we see mostly. That right. doesn't mean that you right. don't get men with hypothyroidism. I have seen men, men do get it. Uh, likewise, you can see women, and, and I have seen it with hyperthyroidism. And there has actually been a bit of a link to the COVID vaccine and people reporting that they get overactive thyroid. That is something that I have um, I've seen a little bit of recently. I don't know the data that's supporting that, but that is people, some, sorry, something that people are reporting. Mm. So is how do we, I mean, you've talked a little bit about how we, what we, what might manifest, what manifestations might exist to make us say, oh, I think something's going on with my thyroid. Can you walk back through those again? Because you were saying, you know, just off the top, you were talking about eyebrows, you were talking about dry skin, you were talking about nails. All of these things can be because of these these hormones being either too much or too little? Yes. So effectively, hyperthyroidism is too much thyroid hormone. Hypothyroidism is too little. And there are different reasons why. So for hyperthyroid, you tend to get a racing heart rate. It can cause your heart to beat inappropriately because it's racing so fast it can start to do it a bit (laughs) incorrectly and get atrial fibrillation. Uh Um, It can cause actually your eyes to protrude really quite wide. So you start to see the whites around... <laughs> the whites around the eyes. Something called Graves um, uh, ophthalmology. You can um, you can get like sort of moist, sweaty hands um, and uh, and become quite anxious as a person as well. You can get suffer with diarrhea and overactive appetite. So get get an increased appetite drive. So it's the opposite for hypothyroidism. So if you don't have enough thyroid hormone you've got the opposite so you've got quite dry hands quite brittle fingernails you have maybe a slower heart rate you are a bit more fatigued you can suffer more with depression because your mood is lower as well because you're not being stimulated enough effectively and your bowels aren't working as well you maybe have slightly less uh, reduced appetite so it's basically the opposite symptoms because you're on either ends of the spectrum either too little thyroid hormone too much so too tired to over hyper energized and and you can actually see people present with almost like a delirium and hyperthyroid because they get so anxious so hyper they become almost a little bit manic um and that also requires hospital admission so i i'm listening to all this the the first thing that's going through my mind is the thyroid gland is super important like i i've like totally underestimated how important this this gland is when people talk about thyroid. Oh yeah, your thyroid's a little inflamed or something like this or enlarged or I, I never put all these you know all these issues into one basket. I just kind of like yeah, thyroid, thyroid. But it doesn't work on its own. That, that's the thing is you also have other things, as I said, like cortisols involved. You've got hormones generally are a big bucket of wow. You've just got to keep a homeostasis. So you want them to be stable. So, and that's for every hormone in the body, really. Like you're looking for stability and you're looking for continuity. And it's why I, I've got to be honest, I, I, I don't really like getting involved with hormones because yeah. they, are, they can be a bit of a nightmare. And if one goes wrong, it can affect the other one, which affects the other one. And you have these, what we call like hormone axes. So as one gets too big, the other one gets too low and vice versa. 
Um, so yeah, thyroid is it's super important and it's something that, as I say, I check on a very regular basis for people because people often have symptoms that could be, not always, but could be because of an underactive or overactive thyroid. And as I said, then when you find that they have underactive or overactive, you then think, well, what's causing it as well? So with hyperthyroidism, it could be that they've basically got like a like a goiter, they get an enlarged thyroid. So there's too much tissue delivering uh, T3 and T4, so they're getting too much hormone. Saying they could get multinodular thyroids, they've got all these little nodules that also release the hormone. They could have an autoimmune disease where it's encouraging the um, encouraging the thyroid gland to give too much hormone as well. Uh, and likewise, they could have you mentioned inflamed thyroid. If you have an inflamed thyroid, again, you could be releasing too much hormone. You could also have a cancer, a thyroid cancer, which again can release too much or too little of the hormone. Um, it can work both ways. And if you're underactive, you could just have a primary underactive thyroid where you're, doesn't matter how much hormone you're getting from your brain to say, release the thyroid hormone. It doesn't want to. And that's like a primary hypothyroidism. You could get, and that, and that can be through, again, autoimmune, so your own cells attacking the thyroid gland. You could get secondary hypothyroidism, which is because part of your brain isn't telling the thyroid gland to release the hormone. Um, or it could even be down to diet. So it could be uh, that you don't get enough iodine or iron in your diet, so therefore you can't make the hormone, T3 and T4. So when, we, when you talk about all these things, there's a lot of information there. When we talk about this just as... You know, you know, us as an everyday person who's trying to be healthy. First of all, I'm, I'm, this can be tested easily with just a blood test. So I could, if you do a blood panel, you can include that as one of the things that, you know, look at thyroid. That's, that's, you can, you can. And okay. it's a little bit of, um, not a controversial issue, but I find it quite interesting. So typically you go to your doctor and they will order TSH. That's your thyroid stimulating hormone. And as I've said, if it's too high, it probably means that you, you're not releasing enough thyroid hormone because it's really working hard at your thyroid glands to say, come on, release the T3 and T4. Or if it's too low, it probably means that you have a surplus and your body's telling the, your brain, yeah. don't release this hormone because we don't need, we've got plenty thyroid hormone. So TSH is like a rough marker and it's what we typically use first line. However, it... I personally like to also order T3 and T4 and you'll find in Dubai it's not covered on your insurance. It's Ah, not something that we typically do in the UK either. Um, The reason is, one, you could have something called like almost like a pan um, hypothyroidism and this is often typical in people with anorexia or starvation or overworked and stressed, etc., where everything's slow, nothing's really functioning properly. You have low TSH, low T3, low T4. Likewise, and it, this is more of a functional type medicine thing, T3 is quite active compared to T4, so it actually works, it's a lot more effective. And it's believed, and to some doctors they believe this is quackery, and to other doctors they're really, they're really for it, that T4 isn't getting converted efficiently to T3. And therefore, by replacing T3 from a compound pharmacy, it can actually make you feel a lot more energetic. And it's something, remember Sean Penny and Ryan, the, Wellness Mine, brothers. Honey, the, the homeo- yeah, yeah. The homeopathic doctors are really big and also prescribing additional T3, whereas our traditional medics um, 
are, are much less keen. I, I'm, I'm all for it personally. I, I kind of see the I see the logic. I see the benefit to doing it. Um, but there's a lot of doctors, a lot of insurance companies, um, a lot of NHS surgeries that will say no. We, we test T3 TSH like only. So if we're if so one one option is when you're going and getting your your checkup you know that's you know the ths is going to get checked maybe they'll do the t3 t4 maybe not because of insurance etc okay what what can we do just as in our normal daily routines to help set the stage for a healthy thyroid okay so uh, effectively is having a healthy lifestyle generally so obesity can be a, a precursor to um, hypothyroidism so it's just generally keep your weight in check exercise it's, it's the typical james yeah. make sure you have enough iron in your diet and iodine so, um, so you've said you said that a couple of times now iodine and iron in your diet is this something that we're i mean this is just an aside is this something that you're noticing people are not getting enough of I wouldn't say specifically no. What I would say is most women and a lot of women tend to be, uh, if they are anemic, they're often an iron deficiency anemia. And that's not necessarily just from their diet. It's also because they have regular menses, so they're bleeding once a month. It's often because... They, um, a lot of people choosing to be vegetarian and vegan and they're not making sure that they replace the iron that they would get in meat. So I always think that the, the fail-proof way of doing it is to make sure you just take a really good quality multivitamin and an omega-3 oil every day. You know, at, at least you're getting that if nothing else. There's actually some really great iron supplements you can get in Dubai if you talk to your GP. Uh, if anyone has had iron in the UK like I have it's absolutely it's awful stuff it bungs you up terribly and give you quite bad stomach pain it's not pleasant whereas the ones that are available in pharmacies in Dubai can be a lot more it's called liposomal iron and it tends to get absorbed a lot easier through the gut so that is something you could talk to your GP about doing um, but just generally like James it's just a balanced balanced diet staying active staying healthy not really much else you can do so it's it's One all the, it's all those things what you're talking about. These are all the common sense things that we're supposed to be Reese. doing anyway. That if you do these things, you should be okay. But this is always our big problem, isn't it? That we're just too caught up in living in Zoom and stressed over what's going on in the workplace, what's going on with families in different places in the world, and it, we start eating poorly. We start not being hydrated. We and the list goes on and on. And it, it's that knock on effect. It's not just that. I'd say a lot of people tend to have radical diets these days. And therefore, by doing that, you actually eliminate huge things out. You know, so for instance, because I don't eat seafood, I don't eat anything with a face. And I I, I do like seaweed, etc. But maybe I, I don't think of to have enough of it getting enough iodine can be a problem and therefore you can actually make a conscious decision right well i could take some iodized salt or you know i, I could make sure i have my my seaweed but if i just thought well i'll i'll eat a good balanced diet take a good quality multivitamin with an omega-3 oil and um, and you should always take a vitamin with some form of fat Don't, have i ever mentioned this to you on no. podcast before no um Vitamins A, D, E, and K are fat soluble. So you only absorb them if you have a source of fat available to absorb them. So it's always a good idea to take your multivitamin, whether it's with a little bit of butter or avocado or with an omega-3 oil, which is, is great for your, your general health anyway. So, um, great idea to just take that every day and it kind of gives you at least a baseline. 
So that's really important. I, I wonder how many people are doing that and just think, because, you know, I, I, given that we eat out a lot, given the kinds of foods we're making, given the cost factor, I mean, we're pretty lucky, but I wonder how many people are actually thinking about the balancing of these diets and what's missing from our diets. So this is actually a, another thing to, oh, I got to check that out. I got to, I got to be more conscious of what I'm putting into me. I think as well to make sure you have, I talk about vitamins, you want to have a nice high quality vitamin. So there are some really interesting ones in jelly sweets and things like this. And, uh, you know, there's sometimes a lot of sugar or sweetness associated and all right for children, maybe you have to do that sometimes. Um, but I bought even, I looked at like these in the UK, we have Barocca pills, uh, and they, you fizz them into some water. I had a look at some, like a, like a very similar type here in Dubai. Honestly, some of the stuff in them is like really nasty, you know, really nasty E numbers, spot, like lots of aspartamine. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's not a health, it's not a health, um, yeah. dissolving tablet, as it were. Whereas if you could go and buy some Solga, like really great Solga vitamins, it's going to be more, all it has in it is, is good, kind stuff to the body. So just be, be aware as well of what you're taking as a multivitamin. I often hear people when we talk about vitamins and these things, which are very good, as you're saying, to help keep your thyroid in, in check, that the, the best thing to do is have the vitamins and things in the foods we're eating as opposed to popping the pill in that it just gets it into your system better. Do you think there's any truth to that? Uh, anything you can have in your diet is really going to be better than a tablet for sure. However, I don't think there's anything wrong with just covering the baseline by having a tablet. So, um, I mentioned to you as well that we do like a, a sort of do some IV vitamins, etc. And I kind of feel a bit funny about it because there's one side of me that thinks, well, once you've got enough, everything else I give you is just going to be basically past your system urinated out. But at the same time, it does ensure that you, you're, all your tanks are completely top, topped up. Right. And I think one of the, that's great if someone's about to do a, you know, they've may have, maybe had surgery. Maybe they're feeling like their immune system's just not in check at the moment. Maybe they are having like some severe gut issues or they're about to take part in a big race and they, they feel like they just want to be like on top of their game. But generally for most people, a good, well-rounded, balanced diet full of like vegetables fruits good quality meats good quality carbohydrates you, you can't replace it but there's nothing wrong with having just a general multivision just to make sure that everything is is there i see some people having so many supplements a day fine if that's what you choose to do they're very expensive remember you can't store a lot of these products so once you've got enough you're just passing them out um but there's nothing wrong with just having like just just one multivitamin a day you, you'll find majority of patients that see me end up being encouraged to have a multivitamin and, and a cod liver oil tablet or some sort of vegetarian replacement so taking us right back to the start here how often or how how much attention should we be paying to our thyroid do you think that it's going under under investigated or under under considered i don't think so actually because i think most most health practitioners will will know to think about it because it's something that's it's very common and it affects you know the whole picture of the body so it's quite quick to get an idea of could this be thyroid with people, I'd say overactive thyroidism probably goes less notice than underactive. If you feel a bit depressed, you're feeling tired, fatigued all the time, you're much more likely to go and seek medical help than someone that is feeling high on life, over energized, 
maybe a little bit of diarrhea, a bit anxious, that's actually sometimes harder to, to spot. What they usually come in with is lumps or enlarged neck, and it would be that that triggers them to actually go and see the medical practitioner, which is fine, but it'd be great if you could get it earlier and get the treatment before they start to potentially need surgery. So, because once the neck gets so big, often you have to remove a goiter, remove nodules, um, and that is a surgical intervention. Much better if you can get it earlier and maybe offer them some, some um, you know, medication as opposed to having to go and, and go in. No one wants to have an operation. No one wants to have an anaesthetic. So, um, so, so yeah, I'd say it's hypothyroidism that maybe sits below the radar a bit more than hypo. Mm. I, I feel like I've got a whole bunch of information here. This is this has really been good, Jenna. Uh, is there anything we've left out? Anything that you want to you need to add? Uh, here? What are you thinking? Have we talked diet? The only thing I was going to say hyper, that I think is quite interesting, just an interesting note, is I found a lot of young women suffering with thyroid cancer. Then, than you would expect to see. So usually they say thyroid cancer affects more women. It's tend to be in their forties. I would say I've seen a lot of younger women than that with thyroid cancer. And if you are somebody that finds a lump or lymph nodes that are hard, they don't really move very well, then they're not really painful to touch. I would definitely be going to seek medical treatment um, for that. And especially, especially you found quite a lot of air stewards would get it. And I think it's because of the traveling and they are, um, that they get a little tiny little bit more radiation than the general population and also for pilots. Um, it was, it was a cancer you would see quite frequently in an unexpected age group. Yeah, okay. So, uh, and, and again, that is not something that is statistic. That is something that just from general observation I've seen both from friends, from people on Facebook and from patients as well. So definitely worth, um, keeping an eye on your neck and you can actually examine your thyroid yourself by having a drink seeing if anything moves up and down by feeling at it by looking it and just seeing are you feeling any unusual lumps and bumps in it so so do keep an eye we always talk about breast cancer we never really talk about thyroid cancer and uh, pregnancy as well as another time that people can develop thyroid cancer so you know ultimately make sure you're getting a regular checkup that's that's the key we say it every year don't we we always not every year we say it every week on our podcast Every year, go and get checked. There's no harm. I'm just going to do a quick yearly checkup with your doctor. There you go. And when you're doing that, as Cheryl Wasama would say, every six months, get a, a mental well-being checkup as well. And if you're just An emotional, dump. yeah, just get checkups. Have a checkup. You know, it's it's as simple as that. Jenna, I think we've nailed it. Thyroid, we did it. <laughs> Sorry, sorry if I lectured you, James. I loved it. Are you kidding? This was awesome. Go too far. (laughs) This was awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you all for sitting down and taking in the conversation on thyroid. We're going to be doing it all again really soon. This is Doc Talk with Dr. Jenna Burton. We'll be back at you. So long for now.